What's up, everybody? Terminal Transmissions, episode 14. Yeah. We're going to do an entire Comic-Con, except for Preacher. Comic-Con plus Preacher. Comic-Con special. Yeah. We're doing a Comic-Con special. So, yeah, we're going to do Preacher, as you you do, as we do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we're just going to fucking jabber jaw about all the cool movies and TV that came out for Comic-Con, because it is a lot. Yeah, there was a whole mess of them. We we won't talk about everything, because that would be completely absurd. But we are going to hit a lot of things, though. Let's do it. Uh, so we'll just jump right into preach and get that out of the way. Spoiler alert: you know, mm-hmm. there's some episodes where we forget to say that, which you know, it's your fault. Honestly, it's <laughs> totally your fault. Yeah, if you've made made it this far and you didn't know, well, there's some people who just start with the newest episode. And last yeah. week we didn't say spoiler alert, so we were just Uh-oh. like, "Oh, preacher, it happened, and this has got him." Uh, but anyway, yeah. So it was episode nine. We're one episode away from the finale. This coming Sunday is the finale, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, episode was called Finish the Song, which was made relevant pretty much at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, we started off with the cowboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's returning to Ratwater to get his revenge for his wife and daughter dying. Uh, we see the bar, the saloon, and there was a guy singing a song to the whole saloon, and everybody was kind of just chilling out and enjoying and the cowboy busts in and interrupts him. Yeah. And that's where the title comes from. Which is, it was really weird. I want to, I want to interject right there because it was very strange to me that the preacher was so nonchalant, you know, just like, Hey man, again, right. Like, hey, you're that guy that murdered all those people. And I like killed your horse. Yeah. And How's he was just going? like, yeah, like, Oh, well, let me talk to you about your Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Which is like, Hey, remember the last time you saw that dude, you shot his horse don't you remember that he just killed like a whole mess of people in the civil war so much so that it like weirded you out that you never forgot him. Yeah. And then like, you're just going to like, he suddenly shows back up. Yeah. I shot your horse, which is a huge deal in the wild west. That that was just very strange to me. Yeah. But I I actually was like, did he, is this like a, does this happen first? Is this like a flashback? (laughs) Like, that's what I thought. I thought that it, it was showing like, Maybe before all of that happened, he had met that dude before at the bar, and they just hadn't... Yeah, I thought the same thing. So anyway, he busts up in, he interrupts the song, Mm -hmm. uh, and the preacher kind of comes up to him with his, like, praise God spiel, where he's like, hey, you know, anybody's welcome here, even like this, you know, the horrible, like, butcher of Bakersfield, whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah, it was like something of Gettysburg. Yeah, like the butcher. Like, it might have been the butcher yeah. of Gettysburg. Uh, but he's like, you're welcome here as long as you announce that you you pr- praise God. Yeah. And then the cowboy says something like, uh, I loved my horse, I love my wife, I love my daughter, but Jesus can join the rest of us in hell. <laughs> something along those lines. Then he, uh, he tells the guy who was singing to finish the song, and then he fucking kills everybody in the whole <laughs> saloon. Yeah. Like literally every single person. Yeah. There's like a pile of bodies. It's yeah. it's insane. It was a really cool scene. It's just the camera's like very slowly panning towards the guy who's singing and people mm-hmm. are just getting shot and falling over. Yeah. Uh, and then he eventually goes and kills the like the piano man. And then he like <laughs> takes out his fucking like Civil War sword and like decapitates the guy who's singing. Yeah. Real wild. Uh, and then we skip to present day. 
Uh, we go straight to Jesse, who's in Sheriff Root's car, which is where we left him at the end of episode mm-hmm. eight. And Sheriff Root's like, you know, where's Eugene? Yeah. And Preach is just like, oh, I sent him to hell. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry that I sent him to hell. So, of course, the sheriff thinks that he's doing like a bit. And right. he's like saying, you know, I killed, I killed him. him. Right. And so then he goes off on this like diatribe about how child killers don't do very well in, in prison. Right. Uh, and like pretty much right in the middle of his anecdote, preacher just is like sorry sheriff and just dupes out of the back of the car <laughs> which i will say that sheriff's really good at throwing anecdote at ane- oh, yeah. ane- anecdotes at you that's kind of like his whole character yeah because he, he did it before mm-hmm. and then he just did he did it he does it right there and it's like can you just do that more yeah. can you do it in every episode just throw some weird anecdote at us please because right. it's been awesome both times that he's done it yeah so it was real cool. I liked it. But yeah, Jesse just dips out of the back of the car. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't just going like five miles an hour. He's scooped up. Yeah. And I was like, what, well, how are they going to explain that? You can't do that. Yeah. But then they, the sheriff gets out and you see that he like jimmy the door with like a metal pen, like a writing mm-hmm. utensil. Uh, but I was like, you know, doors don't open from the inside. What are they, how are they going to explain this? Oh, right. he just like Jesse did. Yeah. He just knows the ways. So that was, that was a cool scene just to kind of see, you know, the sheriff just being the sheriff and mm-hmm. sharing a little story. So then we jump to DeBlanc and Fior mm-hmm. and they go to a travel agency uh, and they kind of go in and it was really cool. I felt like the setting inside was very cool. Like right. the lighting was very like weird, like neon and everything. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, and they're basically like, let's, we need tickets to hell essentially. Right. There was a little bit of kind of like a back and forth between them and the travel agent. That was kind of funny, but yeah, basically it boils down to, they're just going there to get a trip to hell. <laughs> Uh, Which is what you do at travel agencies, apparently. That's the story that I took from this episode. Right, right, right. Uh, the 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 best moment I felt like was so she essentially tries to get sexual favors from Fior, and DeBlanc is just like, nah, it's not. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, he's totally like, no, he's not going. <laughs> he's like, we'll just rat you out for like being like hell travel agent if you do anything <laughs> if you don't just give us the ticks. <laughs> uh, so that was a cool little scene, I thought. So then we scoot back to horror the goddamn animal sacrificial tulip and cast storyline so we yeah we go back to the o'hare residence and tulip has basically been just like feeding him with a petting zoo <laughs> like just giving him goats and like hamsters and chickens and rabbits and it was real pigs. weird uh but she calls tulip or i'm sorry she calls emily mm-hmm. and she's basically straight up like cassidy's a vampire and he's not he has he's not healing so i need you to like come help and emily's like what Okay, so she does. She yeah. just straight goes over there. I, I love that about her character. It's it's such a cool consistency that was really highlighted in this episode. That like she'd already done a lot of consistency, but it's always been like pretty much above the board, except for that time that she lied to the sheriff. But then this time, she full like it was a completely different kind of like dependability, right? And I was like, damn, okay, she's just willing to do whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, Emily just goes over there mm-hmm. to uh, Tulip's uncle's house. And this was actually one of the very first things that happened I loved because it addressed something that you and I actually questioned in the last mm-hmm. episode. Why was she feeding him animals instead of just getting him house, hospital blood? Right. And they addressed it. Mm-hmm. She was like, he, apparently he needs live blood. I gave him hospital blood and it didn't heal him. Yeah, he's like too fucked up. Yeah, he's too fucked up. So, like, animal blood and hospital blood's not healing him. I think the animal blood was... But it wasn't doing it very quickly. Right, right, right. And he was in kind of like a feral state we kind of saw. Mm-hmm. Like he was he was still super fucked up, but mm-hmm. he was also like kind of like vicious and out of his mind. Yeah. But basically Tulip asks Emily to like babysit him. 
Right. She's like, I got to go do this thing. So I just need you to stay here and just like huck a rabbit in there every now and again. <laughs> you can go to like this pet store and like restock. Here's some money. I don't remember the name of the pet store, but it was like, don't go to like pet friends because they're onto me <laughs> or some shit. I loved it. Pet Express was the name. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so then she basically just leaves to go kill a man in Albuquerque. And then the other relevant thing that happened right there was Miles calls Emily mm-hmm. and like bullies his, like, is like kind of being like a yeah. real dick on the phone. Yeah, yeah. And like kind of like bullies her into letting him stay the night. And she basically just agrees to like get him to shut up. Yeah. Uh, and then that's when, so after after the phone call and after Tulip leaves, Emily looks in the room and like Cass is just like, ah! <laughs> uh, it was like that scene in. Lord of the Rings when Bilbo's trying to get the ring back from Frodo. Oh, right, right, like, right, right, right. <laughs> it was basically identical to that. Yeah, exactly. They the just same. cut that footage out of Lord of the Rings <laughs> and put it in. It was like, what's that Nosferatu movie? Yeah, it Nosferatu. Was like, what's yeah. that movie? What's that song about the grandma who gets run over by a reindeer? I thought there was another one. What is that other one that has Willem? Where he's like, it's like about the movie Nosferatu. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But I don't Shadow, know Shadow the Vampire? Yes, that yeah. is it. Yeah, it's like that, where he's just be creeching around. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so then we slip on back to the old uh, Sundown Hotel, is that what it's called? Something like that. I'm close. Anyway, we'll just throw a dart at a wall and hope it's Sundown. And so DeBlanc and Fiora are packing up their bags for heck. And they mega don't want to go. And they do like this really funny bit where they like <laughs> flip a coin. They're like, right. but we, we could just suck it up and go to heaven right. instead of having to go to heck. And so they do a coin flip and it lands on hell again. And they're like, ooh, two out of three? <laughs> and they flip another coin. It lands on heaven, but they don't do two out of three. Right. Like, ooh, it's heaven. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going. Heaven. Let's go uh, back. Sucks but, here. Yeah. So then they look under the bed for the heaven phone and it's gone. So they're jammed and they have to go to heck. And they have like a moment where they're like, why'd you put the fucking heaven phone under, under the, the bed? bed? Right. So no one that, looks under the bed anymore. Yeah. And that, that's the moment where they actually like kind of, I don't, maybe they addressed it earlier, but that's, mm. that's the first time I thought that they'd said that it's a direct line to the throne. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. They um, said like heaven's throne. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a direct line to, to the throne. They also made a reference to like when they were about to leave and they didn't realize that the, the phone was gone yet. He was like, I'm going to put some music on for her. Oh yeah, and that's yeah. when you you're he, like he put, oh. no. He said he did. I put the radio oh, on yeah, for yeah. talking about the the no the legs. Seraphim, yeah, yeah, because he chopped her up. <laughs> so that was that was funny. It was just a funny scene when yeah, they flipped the coin two out of three, and then as soon as it landed on heaven, they were like, "Oh, I guess we gotta go to heaven." It landed. Right. So then we scoot back to Tulip's uncle's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily is petting a bunny and watching Psycho, which was a really cool scene because uh, they kind of had like a like a parallel moment where Norman Bates is talking about how we can't escape from our own like personal right, traps. Right, yeah. And it was obviously very, t- you know, telling of this of Preacher and all the characters mm-hmm. all having their like their vices and their history and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Cass starts screaming from the room like, help me, I'm hurt. And this is where the episode gets weird yeah, to me. It, takes a it took a real hard turn. <laughs> So we schloop on over to Ken Cannon meeting power. This is actually the only scene where we see Ken Cannon or Donnie in this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, and they're doing just like a fight club. Yeah. Like, out of nowhere. Yeah. Ken Cannon's just like standing there and all of his employees are in a circle and like two of them are like beating the piss out of each other. <laughs> and very matter of factly, everyone's just like, none, like no one's like cheering or anything. It's just like, hmm, okay. Uh, and we do see, I don't know if this was intended to show us this, but we do see Ken Cannon yelling at Donnie and Donnie does hear him. So he's not permanently deaf. Yeah. We learned he's just having a hard time, but miles is there and he gets a phone call. And it's M. And yeah. she's like, oh, help me. He got out. I need help. I'm at Tulip's uncle's house. Yeah. I can't remember his name suddenly. Um, help me. He's out. And then she like hangs up. So Miles being Miles, he fucking just like zooms over there. 
he walks in. He's obviously confused because there's like cages full of like goats and like dogs and cats and guinea pigs all over the house. Right. And uh, he goes back to, he hears like a commotion and he goes back to the back room and he opens the door and he sees just like all the animal carcasses uh, and he steps in and Emily slams him in the room with Cass. Yeah. And f- she fully just sacrifices Miles to Cassidy. Which I thought was a good call on her part. It is a good call on her sucked. part, but it really just goes to show like how in love with Jesse she is. Yeah, yeah. She's like, Ooh, Jesse's best friend is hurt, and Miles is a dick. And so. she, yeah, she doesn't even like Cass. No, no, she hates him. And she, she doesn't know vampires him. exist. And she just straight up was like, "Ooh, but Miles was really trying to coerce me into spending the night with him." Yeah. And what, what did he say? Like he was like, "Maybe I can stay the night this time, and they can see my ugly mug." No, in no, the he said it. He was like, "I'm going to stay the night, and we we should let the kids like see my ugly mug." Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Basically, it was just being a creep show, and he yeah. got killed for it. Oh, yeah. He got taken to six feet under. Yeah. As so it were. Cass, Cass rolled up on him and, and slurped him. <laughs> he fucking sucked him out. <laughs> he got fucking exsanguinated. Uh, but it was, uh, it was a cool scene. And it was a very cool scene. The following scene was also real left turn and creepy. So this is where Sheriff Root mm. gets called to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And the hotel owner has seen like the blood. He hasn't gone in to the room, to the angel's room. So Sheriff Root goes in and he finds the seraphim in the bathtub with her arms and legs cut off. Like Mm -hmm. we assumed had happened. Right. And then he calls an ambulance, but then she's like, kill me. And obviously she just wants to be like, um, resubstantiated. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I can't remember. But yeah. And he's like, no, like you're going to be okay. And she says it a few more times and he totally kills her. Yeah. Just takes his hat off and he's like, all right. And he like strangles her and he's like crying, like tears are running down his face. It was a powerful scene. It was very, very shocking and like powerful. Yeah. But the thing that got me the most about it is so while he's choking her at like killing her, you see her like resubstantiate and appear in the doorway behind him. Yeah. But she doesn't say anything. Yeah. So he just thinks he killed her. Yep. He has no idea that he didn't. Yeah, it looks like for a second she's gonna like say something, and then she's like, eh. "Yeah," and she just she just scoots off. Yeah, uh, but it was a really really intense scene, yeah. like with him just choking her, and like the very close up of his face, yeah. with like just his eyes watering. Yeah, it was intense. Very very good scene. One of the, one of the best scenes in the episode. And then the next scene, possibly my favorite scene in the whole series, just because it was a Breaking Bad Easter egg. I don't know if you noticed. No. So the next scene is DeBlanc and Fior getting uh-huh. on the on the shuttle. Oh, it was the exact yeah. same place. It was the exact same place where Jesse and, yeah. and Walt get on the shuttle to get their new lives. And even where, like, you even see the same dog run across the screen just in the opposite direction. See, I, I, I was like, why did that dog just run by? And I was even, I was even like, they left that in. I think that I, I even thought like I think that that was just like a fuck up or not a fuck up but like that it had just happened mm-hmm. and then they were like oh we'll just leave it in yeah it's the same dog that's it's the exact crazy. same scene where where they get on the, I did uh, not notice that at all on like the shuttle yeah when they're like getting their like witness protection yeah reboot. I totally forgot about that yeah. it was actually funny because as the scene started happening I was like man it feels like I've already seen this scene like. <laughs> Why am I seeing those concrete things in the background with like this shuttle pulling up? And I feel like I've already seen it. That's so funny. It's because it's the exact same scene. That's so funny. I, I didn't connect that at all. And I love Breaking Bad. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Was, though. I thought it was really, really cool. That is really cool. Um, but then, so they start to get on the the shuttle and they have a bunch of like luggage and the mm-hmm. bus driver's like, yeah, you can't have carry-ons. And uh, they're like, they have to leave it behind. And Fior's like, oh, but my comics. <laughs> like, apparently, he just had a shit ton of comics saved in there. And then there was an interesting moment where DeBlanc, like, real tenderly was like, it's all right, my dear. Yeah. Like, leave him, leave him behind. Well, yeah, and it was also cool. That, that reminded me, I forgot that earlier than that, Fior is like, we can just go back to heaven. 
And then, and DeBlanc is like, they're going to separate us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But, I mean, it makes sense. Like, because they were talking about this. He even said, like, the, the like never-ending war or something like that in a few episodes back. So, it's like, they probably have been together for potentially, like, thousands of years. Yeah. So, that's really cool. They're, like, best, bestest bros. Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me in a different kind of way, but it reminded me of uh, Good Omens. By, by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Mm-hmm. And like there's two, I mean, they're not angels, but it's an angel and a demon, but they've been like best bros since like the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of that. It gave me like that feeling. Yeah. It was just like two cosmic forces that are in over their heads that have a very human moment. I really like that. Right. But yeah, it was all, all in all, it was cool. And it was just funny that it was like exact Breaking Bad. Like, like <laughs> once we're done with this, you should look up that scene. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's see awesome. see how like identical it is. That's so cool. So then we get to um, Jesse arriving at the O'Hare's. Mm-hmm. And Emily's outside and she's like trying to let some guinea pigs go. But they're like super domesticated. So they're just like, <laughs> I'm going to stay in this cage. Yeah, she doesn't understand how that, um, that works. Yeah, so Jesse's like real confused. Uh, he's like, where's Tulip and et cetera. Uh, and Emily tells him, you know, your mates inside. And then we got the really cool scene of their kind of like making up their friendship and like mm-hmm. apologizing to one another. So Jesse goes in and he, he casts in there surrounded by all these bodies, including miles. And they kind of have their like talk. And, uh, there was a really cool moment where what did, what did Cass say? Cause Jesse apologizes to him mm-hmm. and Cass says something like, what is the, what is the guy with the beautiful girl and the Kung Fu moves? need to apologize to me for or something something like that that's cool and he's like i let you burn but then Cass is like you you put me out which that answered that question yeah yeah it did yeah i was really pumped about that but then jesse's like yeah but i let you (laughs) i let you burn for way too long (laughs) so that was really cool they kind of make up so they're not like at odds with each other anymore uh and then they go straight into like you know help me yeah this this body i love that i loved how quick it turned like it, it was weird because at first at the very beginning of the scene it seems like Cass doesn't want anything to do with jesse anymore and then by the end of the scene, not even a very long scene, Cass is even like smiling at him, still all fucked up from being burned. And he's just like, oh, we're totally bros again. Yep. Like not even not even a problem. Let's just go bro off. And I'm going to like help you cover up this crime. Yeah. Let's bury this body. Let's get rid of Miles' little dusty ass corpse. <laughs> and then uh, Jesse calls Tulip mm-hmm. because he now is like. I gotta fix. Light. I gotta fix all my my fucked up friendships that I ruined. Which I liked. I liked that that they did it in like one fell swoop. Yeah. Um. So he calls and leaves her a voicemail that started with this cute story about her getting M M&M and M pancakes uh, at the diner and mm-hmm. actually like making them herself. But then it goes to him saying the thing. They're like childhood little thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, for me, it's just you until the end of the world. Uh, and then we see her as the voicemail is playing and she's in Albuquerque with Carlos and he's tied to a chair and she has right. a meat mallet, which is awesome. Cause it, it, it's shot in such a way that it seems like she's listening, but then the camera pans out and she's not at all. No. It's just going to her voicemail and she's ready to just take that to that dude's balls. Yeah. <laughs> she's like walking up on him. He's in a chair tied to it and she has a meat mallet. Yeah. I thought, I thought we were about to see a smush. Um, I, was, I was actually kind of scared about that. Yeah. He's, she was about to crush some spheres, <laughs> make an omelet. Got to break a couple eggs. So then we get to a huge reveal. We go back to Ratwater. Mm -hmm. And we weirdly, and Garrett and I can both admit that it confused both of us when it started happening. Uh, We start seeing the Cowboys whole story again from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why are they doing this weird recap? Like second to last episode. Yeah. Um, But then, so he goes through the whole thing again. You know, uh, his daughter's sick. 
he leaves, he's going to get the thing. He sits down with those people at the fire and has the story. Uh, he gets there. He sees the kid with the mom. He gets the potion. He leaves. He feels bad. He goes back, etc. We see the whole thing all the way down mm-hmm. to him killing everybody from the same episode. Yeah. yeah. It's like the like fully the, the same exact scene. Yeah. But it was in like fast forward this time. So mm-hmm. everybody's like getting shot like real fast forward. It was funny. And then it starts over again. Yeah. And it's way, way faster and cut a lot shorter this time. But mm-hmm. then we see it like four or five times and it just keeps playing and playing and playing. And by this time I realize like, okay, he's in hell. Right. And this is his t- torture is reliving this horrible part of his life over and over again for eternity. Uh, and it's actually really cool because it starts playing faster and faster. And we see it a few times and then it gets back to the, the saloon finally and it stops and we see all the corpses. And then we see like DeBlanc and Fior's boots stepping through all the corpses and it like pans up and then just hell on the screen in like giant letters, just hell, which I love that they do that. Yeah. Uh, like they did it with Albuquerque. They, they as well. built, they built it up mm-hmm. uh, through the whole season, but that was the best one. Yeah. It was like just fucking hell. Yeah. So they basically are trying to hire him. They are going to bribe him. Like, mm-hmm. We'll take you out of this nightmare. Hell, if you'll kill someone for us and he shoots, which one of them does he shoot? Does he shoot Fior? Uh, he shoots to Blanc. So he just blasts him. Mm-hmm. Boom. Right in the dome. Yeah. But then they're like, well, we just need you to kill someone, a preacher. Right. And he, as soon as he, he says preacher, you realize like, okay, that's why they built up the storyline with the preacher. So we'd know why the cowboy would ever want to do this. Right. Right. And that was the end of that scene, but it was really well done. And it gets the big reveal of what the other option that they were talking about the whole time was. And then we scoot to, well, and I, I thought it was cool because it also, it was, it was cool because it explained how he had just a, an unlimited amount of bullets. In the right, beginning right, right, of the episode, because right. I, 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 as always, because for the for the listeners, I, I'm trying not to spoil things from the comic, but this is a character from the comic, and as with everyone else, they're diverting quite a lot, and so I was actually confused as to what they were doing with him because so, it's so different. What I've read is that this isn't not necessarily a prequel, mm-hmm. but they built this season to establish a lot of the things. In oh. the books, and then season two and forward is going to follow the books much more closely. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. That so makes this, a lot more. Yeah, sense. this is kind of almost like a prequel. Okay, season. that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. Because the, in the comics, this character is done a little bit differently, right? And so I wasn't sure. So what Danny was talking about a minute ago, I what we were confused about. I was actually, I'm not going to lie, I was actually annoyed by this scene when it first started replaying his story. And it was doing it over and over and over again. I thought that it just it was showing him just being drunk. I thought this was his life. I didn't realize he was in hell. I thought that this was what it was just showing his past. Right. And because you didn't really see a lot of his past in the comic. It, it was like the later stuff. And I thought that it was just showing him like getting drunk at the bar after killing a whole mess of people and just replaying it all in his head. Right. And I was even like, oh, my God, like we get it. Like you're being haunted by this memory. <laughs> and then finally, when it finally caught up and it shows the, the two agents there, I was like, oh, OK, now it makes sense. But right. I was like fully annoyed for a second. Yeah. Where I, was I, like, I wasn't like really annoyed, but I was like, why are they showing this right now? Like, yeah, we don't needed this recap. Like yeah. Nobody forgot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they definitely are doing his character a little bit differently, yeah. but it's cool. And yeah. that like they've. Man, his face. They just picked like a perfect dude for that dude's face. Yep. Because he's just like grizzled old dude that just looks mean as fuck. Yeah. I love it. And that's perfect from the comics. Uh, and so that was really cool. It was a huge reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we scoot on to the last scene of the episode, mm-hmm. uh, which is Jess and Cass just being bros, burying Miles' body. 
Uh, and they actually bury him in the same spot <laughs> where Cass previously buried DeBlanc and Fiora the couple of times mm-hmm. that he killed them. Uh, one, uh, one thing happened right before that. It showed that Jesse has their phone. Oh, that's right. He that's right. Their phone, and yeah, that, yeah. so like that explains where it went. Yeah, and it also shows that he can't use it because he has yeah, to have angel, angel hands. hands. <laughs> so Which they, I love. He's like, I loved that. The guy's like, oh, I can get you those. I can get you. He angel didn't hands. even hesitate. I yeah. love that. He's like, oh, angel hands. I, I got angel hands. And yeah. they, even when they unburied them, he how was many like, hands you need? Three, four. <laughs> I loved that so much. How many hands you need? Three, four. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh Jesse's like, so just flippant. one. Just, just one. So flippant about like, what are these body parts that we're exhuming? Like, what? Do, how many do you need? I loved it. It doesn't surprise me that Cass is like that because he's like a hundred year old fucking vampire. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's cool to see Jesse being just so flippant about yeah. death as well. Well, just death like, and also angel hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Like, even with, with the Miles thing, like, it freaks Jesse out for, like, one second. And then Jesse's like, okay, now that I'm not surprised anymore. We got to get rid of this corpse. Yeah, let's, let's move on. <laughs> I got, know this. We got to get rid of this corpus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It was good. Yeah. It, so they, they take, they bury Miles with the old angel bodies and they take an angel hand. Yeah. And they're just bros again. Love it. So that's it. We that's led up to episode. we led up to the finale now. <sighs> which it's such a good show. Jesse's gonna try and call heaven and be like, God, I'm using my powers to make you come to church. Yeah. Which he's he's we said last time it, he's making a lot of assumptions there. Mm-hmm. He's making a hell of a lot of assumptions. Somewhere between like one and three assumptions. <laughs> like he's just gonna it's like, what does he think is gonna happen? God, I'm telling you right now you have to come. What are you guys like? No. Yeah. I'm God. Yeah, I don't have to do what you tell me to do, even if you have this, like, baby God, demon, devil thing in you. I don't care about you. But, anyway, I'm fucking pumped. Yeah. I love this show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's phenomenal. <laughs> I'm really, really excited to see how the finale goes down. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's oh, it's such a cool ep- it, it such a cool episode, but it's just such a cool show. I I love how they're bringing everything in, and it's re- it's really neat. I'm very, very curious to see how they sort of realign with the comics and how closely mm-hmm. they go with the comics. Because yeah. that's kind of been a thing with like the walking dead. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's been right along with the comics and then diverged incredibly and right. then scooted back to the comics mm-hmm. and it's gone just sort of on and off and on and off throughout the whole, I mean, they're about to start season seven. Right. So I'm interested. Yeah. I'm very interested. The biggest thing to me, and again, I'm, I'm trying so hard not to spoil. It's, it's hard. It, it's very hard, but the biggest thing for me is they've very obviously changed a lot of Jesse's backstory. Right. Which is which can be totally cool, but I wonder because so much of the comic book hinged on that. Yeah. So I'm wondering what they're going to do with that, which I'm fine with. I'm I'm fine with them taking it in a different direction. I already love everything that they've done, everything, every, all of the interactions with him and his dad have been awesome. Right. So I'm okay with it, but I am interested because several plot points of the book necessitate a complete completely different background story yeah so i'm wondering what you know i don't know it's cool see so the, for the people that haven't haven't read the the comics uh it's interesting because the show has 100 so far hinged on one place and right the, and which is not the case in the comics that like it has almost nothing to do with that place right and uh that place exists in the comics but it's such a small part of the story yeah, in, in the in the comics, and I don't really think this is like a spoiler, but mm-hmm. they travel a lot. They it's like a hell of yeah, a lot. it's like it's like a road trip comic almost. Yeah, and it's and it's very cool, and and 
seeing a lot of different stuff and and seeing Jesse being just like cowboy as fuck in these different places that aren't cowboy as fuck. Yeah. Because in the in the show that hasn't been shown at all because it's all been in like bumfuck fucking West Texas. Right. And so he's not out of place in the slightest where where he is. And so that's an interesting take on it, but it's been fun. It's it, it has been cool and especially knowing now what you just said like that's awesome. Like they're setting it up that maybe next time they'll have a bigger budget and and have a little bit more leeway to to move him around a little bit. Yeah, I um I'm I'm very interested because now I'm I'm assuming that when we see Eugene in hell, mm-hmm. we're gonna see the Tracy scene. Oh, I that's didn't gonna be his think hell. about that. I'm assuming. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I'm just more than anything. Again, I'm I'm wondering what they're gonna do with Cowboy with with his everything. Right. right. <laughs> we I mean we've seen we've seen now what his personal hell was and and you know we've seen. I mean his I, I think I don't think. I think that what they've changed about Jesse's backstory mm-hmm. is much more hard to like reconcile if they want to realign with the comics. I think they can re- like realign with the comics with the mm-hmm. cowboy a lot easier. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Mainly there was one thing and it's really just his his gun. Yeah. That was that was the only thing. I honestly every everything else that they did with him is totally fine and could be with, in line with the comics because they really didn't show a lot of that. Again, I'm not trying to get into this, but uh, I, I know what you're I know what you're because he totally Implying? just did a thing in the show that I was like, huh? <laughs> like, did, yeah, I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, he did what? a thing that I was like, okay, what what happened there? So that's that's all I'm going to say. I it sucks. Yeah. I, hate, I hate not being able to talk about it, but I, I know that a lot of people... Well, how about this? Let's talk about it real quick. Spoiler alerts if you haven't read the comics. Yeah, yeah. Just skip the rest of the preacher section, which is only going to be like 60 seconds. Yeah. So... The, his that character is called the Saint of Killers, mm-hmm. and he has he's basically the Angel of Death. Mm-hmm. He's the second incarnation of the Angel of Death, which is really fucking cool. And the Angel of Death, like, basically split his sword into two guns, mm-hmm. two like cowboy western like cults. And they can whatever they shoot, it they don't miss. They're supernaturally accurate, and whatever gets shot with them is permanently and irrevocably dead Mm -hmm. god can't even resurrect them Mm -hmm. and he fucking totally just shot an angel Mm -hmm. with them and i'm like so are you saying that he doesn't have his guns yet well see that's what i'm thinking because that that part of hell that Mm -hmm. he's in is just a flashback to his normal right right so i'm thinking he won't get them until now does that make sense and it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be hard for them to just say like now you're the angel of death. Sure. And okay. now you have magic guns. Oh yeah. So that's what I was going to say. I didn't uh-huh. want to, I didn't want to say that without you having explained that first. Sure. It would yeah. make t- double no sense. Yeah. But yeah, I think that hit the act of them taking him from hell mm-hmm. probably requires that he take on the position. Okay. Got it. Got and it. he, they probably are just like your guns are magic now. Yeah. Because there's, they're not, they're not just going to kill off the blanc. Right. And that was my, that was my initial thought because they haven't been scared of death at all because right. they just they just resurrect. But he shot DeBlanc and Fior fully started like crying. Yeah. And I was like, oh Christ, did they just actually just kill him? There's no way. Yeah, that can't happen like that. Uh it was especially be- since all those other people get resurrected. Yeah. Maybe it's a, some kind of like dream state within hell. Right. That just kind of like a, like virtual reality almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only other thing I was gonna say is so for the people who are still listening now, you understand that 
they're really not actually trying to kill Jesse. They're going to try and kill Genesis because the guns can do it. And they're the only thing that can, because Genesis, they got him out. Right. Or it, they got it out. And it just was like, mm, Jesse's tum tum is my home. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's, so, it's really cool. Shit's going to get wild next season. Anyway, yeah. cool. Preach. Yeah. That was, a, that was a really cool episode. And now on to every fucking trailer in the world. Comic-Con! Yeah. So it was crazy. I didn't even realize. So I was kind of just watching it piecemeal. Right. So I'd just been watching trailers like here and there as they popped up. Pretty much like as I sent them to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see this? Did you see that? Yeah. But I just actually got like on, I got on Reddit and there was just a dude who's just Here's the list. Here's the, real, the master yeah, list. Yeah, the real MVP. And he was just like, yeah, I just made this whole list with all the links of all the movie trailers. And then in television, I just did all of the TV trailers. And there's a shitload. Yeah. So it, so many cool things. So we're not even going to try to even do like an order here. We're just going to just bounce around. Yeah, we're going to bounce around. We're not. We're probably not going to try and hang on to any of these for too terribly long. I mean, there's a few things like um, the Netflix Marvel series and right. some of the comic book movies that we'll probably you know, talk about for a little bit longer, mm-hmm. but some of these we're just going to glaze over and talk about the cool aspects of it and then move mm-hmm. on because yeah. otherwise, like we said, this would be three hours long. Yeah. So on to the Comic-Con stuff, the television shows, which there, there are a hell of a lot of, there were uh, like at least two <laughs> there were, it was cool because there were a lot of like season one, like, like brand new shows, which is really, really neat. But, uh, I wanted to talk about incorporated, which is executive produced by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Yes. And it looks rad. It's it's like a dystopian future kind of deal. And it's it's very like Hunger Games, Gattaca kind of stuff. Yeah. And very neat, like a corporation being all powerful and being real scary. And somebody is like some unknown characters like black bagged and sitting in some weird like acoustic proof room. And it just it looks absolutely insane. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, I was definitely getting a strong Gattaca vibe from it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that was the first thing I said. Um, this was one that I hadn't actually heard about previously uh, until you mentioned it to me. But I watched the little teaser and it looks really cool. Like, yeah, I'm really into this new sort of like revitalized sci-fi lineup that they're like trying harder to come out with new good shows. Um, I don't, I don't know if we mentioned, but it's actually a sci-fi channel original series. Um, so even just to see a sci-fi original show with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's names on it is impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really pumped about this. I I really want to, I want, I really want to check it out. It seems right up my alley. Uh, but yeah, it looks really well done. Looks like it's got a pretty solid budget, which I'm really excited about because that can be something, and it's kind of plagued sci-fi for a very long time, that some of their shows would get an incredibly awesome budget and be really well done and pretty much be indistinguishable, on, you know, for the most part, from just like a regular uh, show, network show. But then some of their shows... Were just dick garbage. Yeah, it just looked like they were made by like like dudes in, in a, some high school AV club. And I'm really glad to see it, which of course... You know, with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon doing it, I would, I would hope that they would throw a little bit of a stronger budget, but it looked awesome. It looked a, a list. Yeah. It looks really good. So I'm curious about that. Something I wanted to get into obviously is all the, uh, the Marvel Netflix stuff that we saw. Mm -hmm. Um, so we saw first and foremost, we saw the Luke Cage first real trailer and it was just awesome. Right. It was just some ODB playing (laughs) and Luke Cage just coming in hot and just beating the piss out of some dudes. Which is awesome. That was pretty much the whole trailer. Yeah. And I loved it because 
I mean, he was a badass in Jessica Jones, but yeah. it was like way more of him being a badass. Yeah, this was like this was like the real Luke Cage. Yeah. stood up. Yeah, because in in Jessica Jones, it was like he almost was like too scared to right, really. Like he was really reserved. Yeah, it was like he, he was too scared to unleash the fury. And in this, he's just like, no, I'm I'm the king, dude. Yeah, he's just like tearing stuff out of the wall and hitting people with it, and just like slamming people into the ceiling and Love getting it. shot by like a million bullets. Yeah, kicking doors down. He just like walks in with a car door as like, a shield, <laughs> hits yeah. a couple of dudes with it, and then he like swaddles one guy with it, and wraps <laughs> him up like a like a babe. Uh, it was really cool though. Swaddle. <laughs> Anywho, uh, I liked I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was just like here's a taste of things to come. This is what the Luke Cage show is going to be like. Yeah, He's I'm fucking be fucking hands. people up and oh, not yeah. getting hurt. Yeah, it's fucking dope. We did see that Rosario Dawson's character is is mm-hmm. continuing over into his show. Yeah. So she's been in all three of them so far. Rich is really cool. Yeah. I like her a lot. Yeah. She's really she she's really good. Uh and then we also got to see an Iron Fist teaser, mm-hmm. which is pretty much just Danny like returning back to the States and getting institutionalized and then punching a wall down. But it was cool anyway. Very cool. Yeah, we get finally got to see a look at him. Yeah. Which is, which is really cool, Loris. Coming in hot, yep. but it was really cool. It, uh, it was really well done, and uh, he he fits it. Yeah, so. he got he got blown up in Game of Thrones, so now he's free. <laughs> yeah. He gets to make a new show, and he's gonna punch. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna punch. He, he's gonna get the star treatment. I really, I'm excited to see. So we have we have Luke Cage season one, mm-hmm. and we have Iron Fist season one on the way, and then mm-hmm. eventually we have Defenders. But they almost have to put Luke Cage in Iron Fist, right? So that we can like have their friendship start. Blossom. Right, right, right. Because it's not going to work without their like real, like, yeah. like super like friendship mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah. If they're just all equally str- like strangers, uh, well, not even really that it's going to be daredevil and iron fist. And then Jessica and Luke are going to be like bros. Right. But they have to like start to initiate that friendship first. They yeah. have to. Yeah. So then we also got a confirmation of daredevil season three. Mm-hmm. It even said coming soon. Yeah, I don't know how soon. Right, but it's cool. I mean, not that we assumed it was canceled. Sure, yeah, but it's cool now in the heat of all this other stuff to see that we are getting a third season. Yeah, uh, and then we even got a little Defenders teaser. <laughs> yeah, it didn't show shit. Yeah, it was just like a clip show uh, and then a logo, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they are Netflix is coming in hot with the yeah. with the Marvel and shows. it's fucking dope. I I love Daredevil as well as Jessica Jones. I, I mean, I, both of the shows are fucking awesome. So I can't wait to yep. see what they're doing with all of this. It's going to be Iron Fist, awesome. we get Defenders, we get Punisher. Yeah. And we'll probably get more stuff than that, honestly. Yeah. I'm wondering how much, I don't know, visually they're going to get into uh, Iron Fist. I wonder. Uh, yeah. I Who knows? Because that's what I was wondering. I'm like, are they going to dial it back a little bit and maybe just make him punch? Or are we going to see like... Because he just has like... A magic punch. Yeah, yeah. Because he has like energy. Yeah. He has he has like energy projections and stuff. So I'm wondering what they're going to do with that. Because they might just they might just be like, no, he's going to just like karate right, the fuck out of people. Because the, the Hell's Kitchen universe has been way toned down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage were way toned down. Yeah, absolutely. And they're still badasses, but yeah, they're not like flying and right. stuff. Or like, for instance, the, for those who don't know, Purple Man in the comics is actually purple. <laughs> he's like an, he's yeah. an actual purple person. Yeah. Uh, and they toned that down. So yeah. we'll see. But yeah, he was, a, he was a dope fucking villain, though. Yeah, he was great. God damn it. They're going to have to like, I'm, I'm wondering what they're going to do villain wise to even try to come close to that because it was awesome. Well, I mean, he was great, but if you even think about like daredevil season two, just sort of the combination of like a little bit of Wilson Fisk mm-hmm. and a little bit of Frank castle. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, it was, you know, completely other side, different, completely yeah. like not nothing remotely similar to purple man. Right. But no was still awesome. Elements. Yeah. 
Very, very cool. Yeah. I'm just, I'm wondering because if you get the four of them together, you got to have like an actual villain. You're going to have to, you're going to have to have somebody that has like, I don't just die when, when Iron Fist like yeah. looks at me hard yeah. because it, it is, it's like Iron Fist is powerful as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like he's not, you know, reality bending, but I mean, he can fuck. I mean, it's as far as like, like yeah, down it, a wall. as far as like raw power, mm-hmm. Wilson Fisk would just get, uh, he would disintegrate. Yeah. It, it wouldn't even be it wouldn't even be fair. Yeah, because I mean, it, you know, again, they've toned it down. Mm-hmm. Wilson Fisk doesn't have like supernatural like right Im- imperviousness. Mm-hmm. Morris Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shot Kane. Yeah, he would just get he would just get punched in the yeah. in the sh- in the soup can. Yeah, because it's like so far, you know, Jessica Jones obviously has super strength and Luke Cage, but Daredevil is like he's like fighting like Joes, and I mean he's kicking the fuck out of them, but he's still having like he's having a try hard about yeah. it, whereas like. Think about like those ninjas like trying to fight Luke Cage. Yeah, like if you have if you have Daredevil, Jessica, Luke, Danny, mm-hmm. and potentially Frank all on a team together, they have to be fighting like an actual supervillain. It <laughs> yeah. can't just be like some crime boss. Yeah, yeah. They're just gonna be like, oh, you have like forty ninjas, uh, and uh, Iron Fist is gonna be like, cool. Yeah, watch this. And he's their head's gonna come off. Like it's just gonna be like, oh, yeah. okay. You, Power Man and Iron Fist go stepping in, and they just dosy do, and everybody gets disintegrated. <laughs> yeah, which I'm fucking pumped about. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Daredevil's gonna be like, I throw this a scramble real hard. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, well, but I can like see that dude over there with my mind and my ears. All right, I want to go punch this building down. <laughs> yeah, like Iron Fist is gonna be like. Have you ever seen me hit a dude with a dragon? Yeah. Like, have you just ever like seen that? Like a punch and a literal, like, it, like a key dragon comes out of my elbow and out of the tip of my fingers and just disintegrates some idiot. Yeah. And I just learned how to do this because I went to like a mountain. Yep. I love that. I, I love that so much. I really do. So another thing that obviously you're going to want to talk about mm-hmm. uh, is we got an American Gods yes. trailer. Oh my God. So we've talked about American Gods about as many times as we've talked about No Man's Sky, but we, we both love Overwatch. American Gods. Yeah, but I absolutely love American Gods. I I think it might actually be my favorite novel of all time. So I'm really happy about this. And we finally got a full trailer and it looks absolutely incredible. I was really impressed. Yeah, it looks incredible in every way. Like the lighting and the color effects that they were doing on on like every shot of that trailer look absolutely goddamn incredible. Right. Also, just the cast and everything is just. So the cast is phenomenal, but Mm -hmm. like. Ian McShane, man. Um, like, who, who knew? Yeah. Who knew Ian McShane was going to fucking kill it as Mr. Wednesday? Like, yeah. who could have ever guessed? Yeah. I love that little, uh, that little, like, song, like, sing-song inflection that he puts on, like, it's my day. Oh, yeah. I fucking loved that. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping he would throw the next line of that in there, but he didn't. But it, it's totally fine. It's probably going to be in the, sh- in the actual show, but... Yeah, Matt Sweeney looking fucking dope. Oh, yeah. Pablo Schreiber, he's, <sighs> he's blowing up. You know, pretty much since porn stash, but he, yeah, he, he looks awesome. Yeah. It's, it's all of it looks so fucking cool. And I'm just really excited that it looks, you know, when, when they announced this show and they, and it had been kind of in development hell and then, you know, years and years ago, and I was following when they were, they were first talking about this made into a show. And then there was talks of it being on HBO and then like talks of it being on stars. And then it it did uh, get confirmed that it was on stars. And I was actually like, Oh fuck. You know, like I was, I was really, really, really terrified. But now I just, I'm like, yes, I'm I'm so glad it looks like it's going to be, it's going to do the novel justice. Yeah. 
And I'm really, I'm really glad that they didn't go HBO because apparently stars just let them do exactly what they wanted to do. Yeah. And it looks like it. Yeah. That's what like from watching the trailer, I was like, this looks like Neil Gaiman just got to be like, this is how I want it to do. And they were like, okay, yeah, okay, we can do that. And they did. It looks incredible. And uh, Shadow looks fucking amazing. Yeah. And he, he looks so intimidating, which, which I, I really like because that's supposed to be. How it's Shadow honestly, is. at this point, it's like the main reason why I've like, I've accepted him, his character, spoiler, spoiler alert, dying on the hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, is because now he's going to be in this and it looks awesome. Yeah, it looks incredible. And like to go from like uh, somewhere between a secondary and tertiary character mm-hmm. on the hundred to being like the main, the, the main dude of yeah. like a show that's like hugely anticipated by oh, a ton of people. Fucking cool. It's a very, very cool career yeah. move. So I'm okay with it. Even though the circumstances of him leaving the hundred was kind of shitty. Yeah. It's very cool. And I'm very fucking cool. fired up about it. Yeah. So I found out today, jumping over a little bit, I've found out that they're doing a Dirk Gently holistic detective agency show. Mm-hmm. I had no fucking clue. BBC is doing it, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's got uh, Elijah Wood in it, which yep. is he's incredible. He, he was awesome in Wilfred, which I, I feel like this show is going to have a lot of similar feel kind of like tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not super a lot, but. Somewhat, at least. And it's going to be like kind of like a quirky, sort of like semi-dark comedy. Yeah. And so I, I love Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams wrote the book, and he also wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And uh, The book is incredible. It's it's awesome, and I'm so glad that they're doing this. It looks really, really, really cool. It's zany. It's like... <laughs> That's a good word. People don't use zany enough. <laughs> Bring him back zany. Yeah. And it just it looks awesome. I was cracking up several times during the trailer, so... Uh, it looks it looks like a lot of fun, and uh, I hope that it does really well. And I hope that people I hadn't heard anything about this, and this is the stuff that I'm into. So I'm 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 gonna need BBC to push this a little bit. Thanks Reddit trailer list guy for <laughs> telling Garrett about this Dirk Gently show because yeah. he had no clue before. It's real, it's real. Uh, so I guess if we're talking about Comic Con and TV shows, we should talk about Legion. Mm-hmm. The first Legion trailer dropped. Yeah. It hasn't been that long ago that they announced Legion, right? Uh, so it's kind of cool to see a full trailer already. Mm-hmm. But man, it looks fucking oh. cool. Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks incredible. really cool. Showed a lot of stuff. I mean, it's something that if you don't know about Legion from being a comic book nerd, mm-hmm. you probably get almost nothing from the, right, right. from the trailer. Um, but lots of cool moments of like, I, I'm, I almost don't want to talk about yeah. it too much yeah. for people who don't know, because it might be kind of spoilery. Yeah, he's a super mega cool comic book character that isn't used a lot, which is kind of weird. Right. Because he is awesome. And I get it. It's a little bit hard to tell his story without it just being insane. Right. Because he is insane. But uh, I think it's going to be fucking dope. It's very... Again, not yeah. I I think it better not not getting too spoilery with it, but it is very like sensate esque. Yeah, but more focused on one dude instead of like eight people. Right, right, right. It's more with him as the focal point, and I don't. It's not that spoilery. So yeah. basically, he has essentially multiple personality disorder, but all of his different personalities have different powers. Essentially, mm-hmm. that's some of them are like crazy powerful. Yeah, yeah. He, he's basically like one of the most powerful mutants in all of comics. Yeah. If um, not the most, it, it, it's it's yet. arguable just because he doesn't really exist in the comics anymore, mm-hmm. and other characters continually get more powerful true, as they get retconned and rewritten. Yeah, um, but he's he's in, in terms of like raw power from a mutant, he's definitely up there with like 
and Sabanur and like mm-hmm. Jean Grey. Yeah. Like I can fuck shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Like some, some and like he, he has very little control over it. And so like different personalities will just take over and they'll have completely different powers from like telekinesis to like acid spit. to like reality control. Yeah. And it's like, Crazy. I mean, I, I'm sure that the numbers that we'll see in the show are going to be relatively limited. Right, right. But it's like Ben 10 shit. Yeah. Like it's, he's it's, got like hundreds and hundreds and yeah. hundreds. Yeah. There, there's some that like powers. he doesn't even have like names for. Yeah. Like yeah. He's just like, Oh yeah, that one. The that one with the, the metal hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, B hands. Yeah. B hands. B hands. Jones, I believe was the guy's name, <laughs> but the trailer looks really cool. It looks very strange. It's, so it's an FX series. Uh, Marvel is just all over the fucking place nowadays. Love it. Um, but it, uh, like the, 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 the cinematography and the music and like the palette. Yeah. Are all very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, what was that? Uh, the article that I read, I said it was the, it compared it to like four or five different shows and it was like, I don't even remember, but it was a really, it was a really solid comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it looks really wild. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. And it, uh, yeah, it lo- it looks like it's going to be a good blend of like comedic elements with seriousness and drama, but then also superpowers and I'm pumped, man. I think it's a really cool character. I like I like Legion a lot, and I think he's he's really underutilized in the comic book universes. And yeah, and it's very cool to see him somebody, get, him get a show. I was about to say, yeah, like some someone so esoteric. Uh, and so we are. We still haven't seen anything from these, but just while we're talking about it, we are still getting a Hellfire Club show mm-hmm. uh, and also a Cloak and Dagger show. Oh, I forgot about yeah, the Yeah, we talked show. about yeah. that a long ass time ago. Yeah. Back in the ancient days. Yeah. That's back, be really back cool. when this show was a period piece. <laughs> um and I think did you have anything else TV show wise? No, not really. Cool. Well, let's get into movies because Okay, yeah, yeah, we got a lot. Oh, we got a lot more to talk about in. In, that, in that regard. So I guess probably the biggest reveals and the biggest news was Wonder Woman and Justice League. Yeah. So we, we got our first uh, Wonder Woman full trailer mm-hmm. and it actually looks really fucking cool. Oh my God. It looks cool. It, it very, I made a joke on Facebook. I said, uh, Wonder Woman, the first Avenger, because there are a lot of parallels <laughs> very, between very similar. it and uh, yeah. the first Captain America movie. Yeah. Which is really cool. Which is really cool. And the actress that they got to, to play her, she's incredible. So I haven't, I'm at, literally right now, as we're doing this, I'm halfway through watching Batman vs Superman for the first time. And I'm going to finish it after, um, I'm watching the ultimate edition, mm-hmm. which everyone has said is the better version. And so far I'm like an hour and 20 minutes into a three hour movie. I don't hate it. Yeah. I, I, I didn't see it in theaters or anything. And I just did the same thing. I just what, three days ago, four days ago, I watched the ultimate edition and again, I haven't seen the theatrical edition either, but I think it's just one of those movies that people just shit on it on general principle. Like they were just like, Oh my God, this is going to be a terrible movie. Yeah. I was one of those. Cause I watched the first trailer and I was like, yeah. Ugh. And the first trailer was pretty bogus, but maybe. And again, I, I try to say this when, when I, when I saw it, I, I posted about it on Facebook and I try, I even said it, like I prefaced it with maybe, all of those reviews and all of the people that I heard shitting all over all it based on the theatrical version. Yeah. And so maybe the theatrical version is awful because some movies do benefit so much from an extended edition, like, yeah. like uh kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Oh uh, man. Yeah. Like some movies it's, it's they're almost like, yeah, they are like kingdom of heaven. Theatrical is, meh, it's okay. The director's cut is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Top 10. So yeah, I think, I think maybe this movie did get just the theatrical version. It just got too short. Maybe maybe too much stuff was cut out, but I I know that you haven't seen it all, so I'm not going to spoil anything. But 
I actually really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it a lot. It wasn't perfect. There were things that I disliked about it. Yeah. But overall, I really liked it. Um, but I, I will say that I'm so fucking jazz hands about Wonder Woman and the fucking Justice League movie. Yeah. So uh, I kind of derailed us there. Sure. But yeah, we got our first Wonder Woman trailer and it looks fucking awesome. I was actually super fired up about it. And then we even got a Justice League sort of trailer it's not really a trailer it's just sort of like a sizzle reel where they just put together (laughs) some scenes but man it looks fucking cool yeah dude like we got it it was just it was just the aquaman show which i love i love we talked about this a while back i i love that they 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 look it seems like they're gonna be giving him like good treatment i and i'm really pumped about that because he just looks mega badass. They did keep the tattoos, which I was worried about because I really wanted those. And I'm so fucking glad about it. But he just looks like he's just going to be like the coolest dude alive. Yeah. And I love that they're it going looks, that route. It looks like they're going more with like the, um, oh man, I had like an idea of the version in the comics I was going to say. Like the storyline that they were going with. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm totally drawing a blank. Anyhow, irrelevant. Forget I said that because my mind, I just had yeah. a brain fart. But uh they did give him both hands. Yeah, yeah, he has both hands. He looks very grizzled and like modern pirate captainy. Like Love he it. looks, he looks crusty almost. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So, but, it, but we got to see Cyborg was yeah. there in his full Cyborg costume. Fucking looking dope. Uh, we got to see Ezra Miller as the Flash. I didn't really like his costume, yeah. but his scene was great. Yeah, it was. Like yeah. he was very, he was very channeling the Flash. Like yeah. I felt like his personality was. Well, I was gonna say it's really cool because it seemed like they blended Barry and Wally. Yeah, definitely. Like it's it's more like age wise and kind of attitude wise it's it's kind of more Wally but it's Barry and he felt like they were giving him the nerd vibe right which yeah, is definitely Barry. definitely he was definitely doing some tech shit yeah like and he had like a he, full tech lab yeah and he he was like he even said like I want friends which mm-hmm. is more of a Barry thing versus Wally being like a, a socialite right uh, I'm yeah, fucking pumped about ba- it dude. Ba- Batman tries to hit him with a with a batarang and Flash is just like, "Oh, I'm going to catch this." Yeah, without even trying. Like, and then awesome. and then Bruce is like, "Oh, you're fast. Okay, cool." Yeah. Um and then uh and then Barry's like, "Can I can I keep this?" Yeah. I also love that they they showed the speed force. Yeah. It yep. wasn't just like, "Oh, I move fast." And no, everything. It showed that the entire room was affected by his just standing there. Yeah. He wasn't even doing anything. Yeah. I and love it, that. Like you could see like energy in the whole room. It was very cool. Yeah, very, very neat. Because uh, getting into a little bit of the of the uh, the comics universe, DC universe, the the Speed Force is like basically magic. Let's, yeah. let's just say that, and uh, it's almost like sentient, and mm-hmm. that like that's how like the Flash can do stuff like fucking dodge a battering, catch a battering. Is like it. He doesn't have to really know that things are going to happen. The Speed Force will kind of protect him. Right. And so that was really cool. That I felt like it was showing that. Yeah. Like it was like. Oh shit! Whoop! And I'm in the speed force, and then like I do what I want. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. But yeah, but so also, we. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say it was awesome because I was really scared that they were going to kind of tone down the the magicalness of uh, Wonder Woman's lasso. Oh no no no! They went. It was like glowing. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. They fucking fully made it glow, and it was really cool, especially because they made the scene like really like monocolor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she was just like having a glowing lasso and just fucking people up yeah. with it. Fucking people up hard She was with like it. scooping people and like swinging them into walls and shit. <laughs> just like tearing them up. Yeah. And then also, I love that they did the the Wonder Woman that like fully has like sword and shield. Right, right, right. Whereas some some Wonder Woman comics and iterations, they haven't really gone that way. And they're more and, about just punch and lasso. Yeah. And, and that's cool too, but I like the Amazon 
side of Diana. She was also doing a ton of like shield tricks in the, in the Wonder Woman trailer. Yeah. Like she was like sliding on it and yeah. like, just like scooping people. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fucking dope. It was very Wonder Woman, the first adventure. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I honestly like I'm trudging my way through Batman for Superman right now. I don't hate it so far. It's okay, but I'm more excited now. Mm-hmm. Have after having seen the Wonder Woman and Justice League footage, yeah. I'm like, maybe I don't hate this universe. Maybe they can still salvage this. Yeah, I don't want to talk more about it until you've seen the whole thing. So. Well, I'll Man, next time. I'm, yeah, working on it next time. Uh, yeah, so so let's talk about King Kong, which I just saw today. The trailer for today, which I'm real fucking pumped about. It's got like a stellar fucking cast. Yeah, incredible it's, cast. Yeah, and uh, they made King Kong fucking enormous. Yep. Uh, they they show him, and it, you're just like. What? Yeah, they 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 don't really like show him. They right. kind of show like par- parts of him. Like they pan up to like his legs at one point, and he's just like. So basically, they're doing their own shared universe. They're going to actually make a Godzilla versus King Kong movie. So they had to blow him up. Yeah, to, to like make them equal. God, yeah, not even necessarily equal, but the God, the current Godzilla is mm-hmm. fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. And to put him up against like four story tall King Kong <laughs> right. would have been asinine. Yeah. That's like a literally like a mouthful. Right. Yeah. So now we get this fucking skyscraper, like city destroying sized King Kong. Yeah. Uh, and they're, dope. they're actually making a King Kong versus Godzilla movie, which, which is going to come out in a couple of years. Are they, are they going to do more? So, you know, getting into the shared universe thing, are they going to be doing more? Like, cause there's a whole mess of monsters in the universe. Okay. So it hasn't been announced, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping that they're going with the two most recognizable. But if we get like modern big budget reboots of like, Godzilla versus like Ghidorah. Yeah, Rodan. Yeah, Rodan or like Gamera or like Mecha Godzilla or like any of those. I'd be fucking And I I know that like the further you get away from Godzilla, they become more and more campy and it's harder to do them in like that sort of realistic way that they've done Godzilla Mm -hmm. in the newest movie. Mm -hmm. But I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You fucking give give me like a cool as fuck big, big budget Rodan movie. Yeah. That would be fucking awesome. Let me get let me get Space Godzilla and like fucking like Mecha Ghidorah. You know what I mean? Like right. I don't I don't care. I'll yeah. go see every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. I saw Godzilla in the theaters and that movie was mediocre. Yeah. I saw I saw it in the theater as well. Um jumping over to uh Bad Santa, there there was like a tiny teaser of Bad Santa, not even really almost worth talking about. I just wanted to mention it because I'm so pumped about yeah, it. Yeah, they are doing a Bad Santa too. Which is awesome. Because Bad Santa was so, like so long ago. That's like a decade ago. Billy Bob returns. Yeah. And it, it the the teaser was like thirty seconds long, didn't yeah. really show anything. But I'm pretty fucking pumped about it. I'm actually kind of like curious about how much they're going to reboot it because. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it a reboot? Well, not not like a reboot, but mm-hmm. I mean, so t- pretty much the other two main characters in the first one were John Ritter and Bernie Mac, and they're both dead. Oh, I didn't think about that. So they definitely have to do some kind of a change. Like I'm thinking maybe he just is still a piece of shit and he's <laughs> just in like a different city now. That would be the easiest way. Yeah, true. Like, oh, he's just like being a fucking Santa Claus in this other shitty ass <laughs> place and he's just a total dick. <laughs> but yeah, yeah the first one was funny but yeah so that we just got like a teaser of it of him just yeah. like being a dick for like one second uh so we got a second fantastic beast trailer yeah fuck. I, I wasn't gonna watch it um <laughs> i was gonna do the old thing right but then just honestly right before we started this podcast i mentioned it and garrett told me that he watched it and i swear to god the look on his face when he was like yes i watched it made me watch it like i couldn't <laughs> stop myself it looks incredible. It's very cool. It's very it very heavily focused on Colin Farrell's character mm-hmm. and also shows a shit ton of beasts. Yeah. So if you are concerned that seeing a shit ton of the monsters in the movie will like affect you in a negative way and sort of like 
it's they're showing too much. Don't watch the second trailer. Yeah. Cause it seriously showed like what, like seven or eight different beasts. It showed a lot. It showed a lot, but I, I'm really mega pumped about it because so I love Harry Potter. I, I love Harry Potter to like a crazy extent. A lot of people do. I get it. But, um, that was something that I was always really bummed out about with the, the movies is that they didn't, I felt like they didn't really capture a lot of the magical universe of right. the Harry Potter books. And they did a lot of other things and they did like weird shit like, Oh, death eaters like flying around like dementors, etc. And, and I never really liked that stuff. And so I always had kind of a bad taste in my mouth for the movies. And I, I liked the movies. Sure. Right. But it, again, it never really felt like the world was really captured. Right. Very it well. seemed very narrow. Yeah. And I think it's because JK Rowling didn't, she didn't write the screenplays and, and she, she was there and she helped, but she was kind of more hands off. And I, and with this, she like fucking just wrote this. Yeah. She, just she wrote took, this. she took her tiny little one-off like short story, <laughs> right. essentially a little novella. Yeah. And was like, I'm just going to make a whole movie about this. Yeah. Shit. And so I think because she sat down and wrote this screenplay, I think that she's getting to bring to life a lot more of the actual magical world which to me is the best part. It's not the plot. It's not the characters. Those are great too. Right. But the real magic of Harry Potter is the universe. Yeah. Well, and that's why some of the best scenes in the movies are like when they go to Diagon Alley and like when yeah. they go to like Gringotts and yeah, like when absolutely. they go to, uh, what was the little town? Right Hogsmeade. Out, yeah. When they go to like Hogsmeade, like yeah. those are some of the best fucking scenes in, in the whole series. Yeah. And it's because they're doing that stuff or like when they go to like the, um, the Quidditch like mm-hmm. world cup. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, Oh, here's all this like crazy shit that exists outside of Hogwarts. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, that's like all of what magic or fantastic beast is. Yeah. And, and, and it shows like even, even in the, in the two trailers that, are, that have come out, it's, you're getting to see the magical world yeah. and you're getting to see interactions you're getting to see inter like wizard interactions and that's what i want that's that's exactly what i want to see and also it's hard with the harry potter books because you're so confined to harry and you're so confined to the school but with fantastic beasts we're removed from both of those you have a whole plethora of fucking wizarding magical characters and then you have them just bouncing all over the place, getting to go where the fuck they want and a whole new continent that we've never gotten to see before in the wizarding world yeah in the books or in the movies. I'm so fucking pumped up about this. Yeah, it's very cool too because it seems like a lot of the movie is going to focus on the interaction between wizards and muggles, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Like obviously the whole plot is, oh, these monsters got out and we got to keep them from like fucking up the muggle world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also like his like his home dude that's with him through the whole movie is a muggle. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah, and, um, and, and that's going to be really cool getting to see Kind of what we got with Harry, where Harry was always like, wait, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? I don't know anything about this. And now we get to, but at least Harry got to interact in a, in a way that a wizard, even a person that was ignorant of all of those things. He could still do it. He yeah. could learn it and, and perform it. Yeah, but opposed, this dude. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm shit out of luck. I'm a nomad, <laughs> yep. which is apparently what we call them in the U.S. Yeah. Um, I actually really dig that, that she did that. Yeah. That she yeah. made like a different term because we have so many different terms, yeah. especially our slang. And honestly, it's so funny because muggle sounds so British to me now. <laughs> yeah, now it does. <laughs> now it always felt right because, you know, uh, you, you were just indoctrinated and indoctrinated with that. Yeah. But yeah, now, now that she made nomad, that does sound totally like an American oh, yeah. slang. It sounds, it sounds more aggressive. Like <laughs> yeah. it sounds more like a slur. Yeah. And as Americans absolutely. would do. Yeah, absolutely. But then like muggle is just like a crumpet. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> muggle. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how this happened because I have, I've actually been deliberately not reading a ton about it. Uh-huh. For some reason this whole time, I thought that Colin Farrell's character was a nomad. 
I don't know why I got that impression. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it was about the first trailer. Something that was said in the first trailer like Wait. gave me that impression. But he's straight up like apparating and shit in the yeah. new trailer. I think. I think in the first trailer, he. I think he pulls a wand out. I think he like reaches in his, his pocket. And I might have just. Wand. I might have just missed that. Somehow. Yeah, he's like the main. He, yeah, he, and like, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's just with the magical law like, enforcement. Yeah, he's kind of like an anti-hero which, in that he's trying to like punish Newt for this. Right. Which I actually like. I actually like that. I like I like when there's antagonists that aren't evil. Whereas like we know that's one thing that like don't get me wrong, I fucking love Harry Potter. I love J.K. Rowling's writing. But that's something that always kind of bummed me out is that like everyone was so like objectively evil. Right. You know, and like and there there was some moral you know moral ambiguity in there. obviously Draco Snape Especially yeah, those but, two but, characters. Yeah, but they weren't really right. morally ambiguous. They were deliberately like misleading sure. for the yeah. purpose of the story. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Whereas like all of the other antagonists in the Harry Potter books are just like fully 110% fucking irredeemably evil. Right. And we're finally getting a bad... You know, even like Slytherin, getting into it, like where like I, I actually like get kind of annoyed by just how like one-dimensional... Slytherin house is in the novels. Right. And I, and I feel like that was a lot of editing and I feel like that was a lot of time constraint, uh, for JK Rowling. Like, I think that she had envisioned them because originally just getting into it really quickly, there was a character that got like written out of the books and he was going to be very similar to Draco. He's going to be a Slytherin. His parents were going to be death eaters, but he was just going to be like a normal fucking kid going to school with them. That wasn't at all like a bad guy or evil. And, he got written out because of time constraints. And so I think she was going to try to show that, that like Slytherin's not all bad. And she did it a little bit with Slughorn, but it, it is very frustrating that it's just like in the books and in the movies, it's just like Slytherin bad. Right. And well, and that's, what's kind of cool is that at least in the way they've been described so far is that the old vermini houses, there's not one that's just like, this is the bad guy. Right. Like right. team. Yeah. Like they're, they're, you know, they're, they kind of implied that this is like sort of the Slytherin ish team, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. It's not just like, these are all right. villains. Right. And it's uh, even like the founder, the main founder right, right, right. of the house. That, that's hers, the horned serpent. Yeah. And it's, it even says like, it's the one that's like, it's associated with scholars. Right. So, which I think is dope. I'm glad that they didn't just do, here's the four Hogwarts houses with different names and they're right. exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really, I'm really happy about that too. I, I, yeah, there's like no real corollaries between them. It's like they, they instead they represent like this one's like heart. This one's like body. This one's mind. This one's earth. This one's fire. (laughs) Uh, I'm not wind. Yes. And I, I hope that we see some of that in fantastic beasts water. I I, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) It was a long bit. Yeah. Very long bit committed to the bit. Um, Getting into uh, the Batman. They're doing a Lego Batman yes. movie. Which, oh, man. It actually looks fucking incredible. Yeah. I, I really liked the Lego movie. It was it was really fun. And it's 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 one of those movies that's good because they it, it it hits on all ages. Like, you can watch it as an adult, and it's it's enjoyable, and it's got some adult bits in it that are, like, that would slide right by a kid. Right. But it also has just, like, full-on little kid stuff, too. Love it. And so they're, they're doing this offshoot uh, of Batman which and Batman was a very integral character in. Well, the and Lego I think movie. we can all agree that Will Arnett as Batman stole the show. In, yeah, absolutely. In the, first, in the movie, absolutely. And so it's awesome seeing it. But apparently, the story is just about Batman getting Robin and their interactions, and it's it looks awesome. I was laughing. I was like yeah. belly laughing at watching the trailer. Yeah, and 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 so it is Will Arnett, and he's killing it again. The trailer looks hilarious, uh, and the cast is phenomenal. Yeah. So it's. Um, 
Rafe Fiennes is mm-hmm. Alfred. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Arnett is Batman. Michael Sarah is Robin, and Zach Galifianakis is the Joker. Yeah, like awesome. that's just that's the best movie. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking. Uh, but yeah, so I highly recommend you go and check that trailer out. It looks really fucking funny. Yeah, it looks really great. I can't wait. I think it's gonna be really cool. And then I think we only had one other thing we wanted to touch on real quick. Did you have anything else? Mm. Uh, so I just wanted to quickly mention just the Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about so, that. So they released a teaser for this movie like m- months ago mm-hmm. under the title The Woods. Right. It was just like, here's this like horror movie that nobody knew about called The Woods. And it didn't show anything that would reveal mm-hmm. what the movie actually was. They right. made it in secret. Right. And then now for Comic-Con, we got a full trailer and it was revealed that it's actually a Blair Witch sequel right right uh it's actually a third blair witch movie mm-hmm. uh and while also sort of being a reboot but it looks fucking awesome yeah it looks terrifying. it looks terrifying yeah. and the article that i read said that just like the original blair witch this is going to be kind of like a renaissance like a new generation of horror movies that this is opening the door for yeah. like it's 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 actually changing the paradigm and, and doing new things that we haven't just seen done to death in yeah. horror movies which i which i'm really interested to see what those are going to be because yeah like blair witch started like the shaky cam kind of thing and the found footage. Right. And so it's for them to say that that's a bold, bold ass statement. I'm wondering, I'm wondering where they're going to go with that. Yeah. So really pumped. Uh, one thing that I read was that apparently the sound design, I don't know what about it, mm-hmm. but apparently there's something about the sound that is incredibly like scary and creepy. Weird. Yeah. Like apparently they just took their like sound design up to like level 12. Weird. Yeah. I wonder. So I'm really interested. I love the first Blair Witch when it first came out. I'm a huge fan of found footage movies, actually. If you haven't, you should go check out the found footage movie, Afflicted. Oh, yeah. I off, forgot about that one. Off the fucking chain. Yeah. One, of, one of the coolest tellings of a vampire story. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's so cool. And it's so it's so very, like, it's got definitely, like, horror scary moments in it. Mm-hmm. Like, really unsettling moments. But it's also got some really fucking badass stuff in it. Yeah. Like, without getting into it too much, because it's kind of cool to just see it happen. You should, if you like found footage movies at all, if you like vampire movies at all, Check out Afflicted. Yeah, really, really I, cool. I think it's my favorite one. It's 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 it was like really under the radar indie film, but yeah, it's about this dude like vampiring off, and and like it's very psychological and, and visceral. It's and you get to watch this this change happen with this guy from his perspective, from directly like, hey, I've got a camera strapped to my chest. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are straight up like body cam scenes, yeah. not even like I'm carrying a camera around. Like yeah. straight up with him with like a GoPro on his chest, like getting into shit. Yeah. And, and it's you, fucking cool. And you have no idea. Like when you start the movie, it's just like, he's like, I'm secretly dying of like a brain tumor. And so I'm just not going to tell anyone that I'm dying. Instead, I'm just going to tell him that I wanted to like go around the world and like chronicle my trip with these cameras. But in fact, it's me like trying to like leave footage. It's like a bucket list basically. Yeah. And, th- but instead the dude just totally gets snacked on by a vampire. And it's, it's one of those, it's one, it's that type of vampire where, uh, they don't have to want to try to make you a vampire. If they, if they feed on you and don't kill you, you just become a vampire. Yeah. It's, it, it's very, it's made very much to seem like a disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but it's a great movie. We got totally off topic. Yeah, we did. Blair Witch is coming out. It looks scary. It looks cool. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's everything. Comic-Con, man. What a yeah. great Comic-Con. It was, it was great. And there, there were a lot of stuff that we didn't get to touch on, but we, we simply ran out of time. But yeah, there were so many so many cool things. As we did with our E3 special. <laughs> ran out of time because yeah. there were a thousand things to talk about. It's real. But yeah, j- check it out. There's there's a lot of cool stuff. And mm-hmm. obviously when we post this, I'll have, I'll put, I'll have links mm-hmm. um, for all the stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, 
I'm, I, we'll be back next week with a normal episode 15. We'll have the preacher season finale, which will be exciting. Yeah. And who knows what other cool shit we'll talk about. Yeah, absolutely. See y'all next time, guys.